increase, oh God. We pray that you increase, oh God. Gayanta la bazos. Rati seke peli ateme kosai. Ebi sade kunai kazinai lobu fekende le zumbratasa. Ekende le mi zada pali sada paya. Loka da zimbe kunka kasiene. Rai peli atinino blatusa. Akanta le meko saita. Ia pali zade kidadi du zaito mapa. Flying kame akie. Mumpa lezi lai dembin kovale ayi sedi kapa in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for the opportunity. Oh God. We pray that even as we're about to speak your word, we know that for the Lord we're not qualified and there are many things that we don't know. But for the Lord, speak your word in the name of Jesus. And speak it with the accuracy of the Spirit. Open our minds, open our hearts, prepare our hearts, oh Lord, Father Lord, let the word come for every man, inclusive of myself. Transform us, oh God, we need lots of transformation to become you, Jesus. Have mercy on us. Take away pride and help us in everything that we do, Holy Spirit. Increase, Lord. And let them be decreased in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Welcome, beloved. I am so blessed. I am so graced. I am very much excited that today the Lord has prepared a day as such for him to deliver his word to us. I know we're currently dealing with um, um, the book of First Kings, and it's an amazing book, I tell you. There are many lessons and many principles that the Lord wants us to take from here and obtain from this book. And I'm currently very excited because I know that he has his word in place for us. So I just want us to start with the first scripture. First Kings, verse 1. Sorry, 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 1. 1 Kings chapter 1 verse 1. And I'm going to read you um, the scripture. I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit says. So it says here, When King David was old and well advanced in years, he could not keep warm even when they put covers over him. You know, I love this particular scripture because when I read it, I was thinking over and over again and the Holy Spirit had to open my eyes beyond the very words in the book. It says something. It says he was old and he was advanced in years. Now, that should tell you already, the Bible is not, is, how do I say it? The Bible is not a book that, um, rephrased but i'm putting it in a different way so um it says here that he was old and well advanced in years okay and meaning that old and well advanced they were very different things they were very different initiatives that the bible was trying to let us know about now the holy spirit says something here you see david was old and he was advanced in years now advancing well which the bible wrote over here well advanced right or advancing well has to do with the principle of maximization 
that you maximize every situation around you and every resource around you to bring forth a glorious destiny. So when it says someone is well advanced, it has to do with the principle of maximization. That you can maximize the least to create plenty. They're not so good experiences to bring forth good results. Now, you see, maximization requires me or you taking the initiative to make every instance or situation, whether good or bad, count towards the fulfillment of my destiny. Maximization. Maximization in this kingdom is maximizing both good and bad. Whether it feels good or whether it feels bad, you are able to add it plus God to produce something glorious. And you see, I bring it to you today by the spirit that maximization only happens in this kingdom. Because you see, in this kingdom, what God says is that what the enemy meant for bad, he turns it around for good. Now, it says here, you see, for one to exercise maximizing all opportunities, regardless of its status to advance, endurance must be incorporated. Listen, you think you can you can maximize, you think you can maximize the most out of every situation because you're Christian. No, welcome to the, the realities of Christianity. I was preaching last week and I was saying that Christianity is not a bed of roses, it's far from that. If that's what you're looking for in this kingdom, I'm announcing to you, please don't take it from a place of malice. It's far from that. You might as well, God forbid, and I say it again, God forbid, go and see a juju man to help you or herbalist or a ritualist, whatever be so. It's far from that. There are days where your land is dry. But God expects you to trust that later it would look like there, there was no dry season. So it says here, for what to exercise maximizing all opportunities, regardless of its status to advance, regardless of whether it's good or bad, whether, whether, whether it is good or bad, for you to maximize it and add it to your pot of soup called destiny, for it to taste good, you would have to have the ability to endure. Let me tell you, this is something I always dwell on. The Lord told me some time ago, he said, Demi, you think that for you, praying for strength is when you are in a bad season. I tell you today, don't wait until you get into a bad season before you start to pray for strength. Because you see, I always tell you this in the Holy Ghost, that when evil is coming, it doesn't knock on your door. Evil just shows up. And you will need to stand firm as a Christian. So strength. You see, anyone who cannot endure lacks strength. I told you, many people feel like, oh, resources and money are the most contendable products in this kingdom. When I say contendable, it means that everybody is looking for it. You see, the goal of the enemy is not necessarily to steal away your finances because guess what? That's not what he's looking for. But when it comes to taking your strength, it's correlated with your joy. You normally see people depressed. They are not only unhappy, they lack strength. 
the main goal of the enemy's attack is to break you down to leave you weak so praying for strength is an everyday thing listen so it says here for you to be able to maximize good both sorry both good and bad you would have to have endurance now <laughs> thank you Jesus you must incorporate endurance as part of your belief and execution system let me tell you this world is hard but so is Christianity so is living for God it is also hard. it is not a piece of cake endurance see I want to ask you, you might be Joseph today, but how long can you wait on God in your prison? A lot of you want to be in the palace. Hooray, the palace is a lovely place to be. <laughs> but I tell you today, if you cannot if you cannot endure the effect of the prison, you might as well not be called by the cup bearer again. If you can't stay in the prison long enough for the cupbearer to come and ask for your presence in the palace, you will miss your rising. Endurance. And listen, I know it's not always easy to endure. See, I don't know who told you that anointing can replace endurance. I don't know who told you that anointing. Excuse me. And let me tell you, I don't want you, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to see any artifact of God or any man or woman of God and say, this is what they haven't been through it. Trust me, there's blood, there's tears dripping. And only if you saw, because one thing I always say to people on here is what you are seeing is what you're allowed to see. The rest is covered. See, men and women of God and people of greatness, they've bandaged their source. Wait till they begin to take it off. And maybe you will not desire it. You see, when, when, when you can't enjoy this kingdom, don't expect to be lifted. You see, sometimes, like Peter, you have to walk upon water. It's not a solid ground. We like solid ground because we have balance and our feet feel stable. No, when it comes to God, you have to take a leap of faith. Literally trust that everything at the end of the day, with all the ingredients is adding, tears, joy, the ugly, it will all stay up to taste good. So you see, the construction of endurance comes as a result of reassurance of a validated end backed by God's promises in his word. I'll take it again. The construction of endurance comes as a result of reassurance of a validated end backed by God's promises in his word. You see, 
I hate to break it to you as much as it's not the reading the Bible is not a very fun experience for most of us. If you are not someone who has the word on repeat, most likely you will not be able to endure. Because you see, endurance comes as a result of reassurance. When you are constantly being reassured that even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, the presence of God is here. The moment you're not being reassured, there is fear. And let me tell you what fear does. I was preaching some time ago. This is a very long time I said this. When you're on a ladder, listen, fear does not only destroy you alone. Many times people feel like, oh, fear destroys my destiny and me alone. No. Realize that your destiny is connected to many lives. So when you're on the ladder and you go up there and you say, ah, it's like it's too hard. It's It's like I can't do many things. Oh, God, can you make me calm down? I'm afraid. I'm not sure I can be in this position. Everybody behind you climbing that ladder with you says, okay, let's be returning. So it's like climbing a ladder and you get to a place. You're at the top, but you're fearful. And then you're like, oh, let's not even do this again. And then I know, listen, I'm relating to you, not from a standpoint of being a woman of God. Because listen, as much as you see woman of God, woman of God, I'm very frail. And the Almighty knows that before God in truth, Fear comes, so there are times where you are shaking. You thought about things over and over again and you don't know what to do. But if you can be reassured, (laughs) you can be reassured that you will get to a validated end. Backed by what God's promises in his word. I was telling, I was telling um, us last week, and I said, do you know the, do you know the amazing thing? Is you see, what you hear or repeat becomes doctrine and truth to you. I don't care whether you agree or not. What you hear on repeat becomes doctrine and truth to you. You hear, oh, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. Or, sorry, excuse me, you are stupid, you are stupid, you are stupid, you are stupid. You might not be stupid. And God, God didn't create any stupid human being. You might, you might not necessarily possess that trait. But because you've heard it over and over again, it becomes true. Many religions have been founded under this principle. Oh, this is true. And this happened over and over again, over centuries upon repetition. It's become truth. And that is the same thing when it comes to God. You see, when you want the principle of reassurance to go forth and establish your faith and, and help you endure, you have to have it on repeat. It becomes your truth. It becomes Demi's truth. Now, I want you to understand this. You see, for an individual to gain the ability to maximize all occurrences, counting towards destiny, you must be a product of endurance, period.
The ways to receive endurance over time constitute a person's extension of God's knowledge, ways, and the sequential levels of belief that makes them an experience of endurance. In this kingdom, you cannot founder endurance and be an experience of endurance if you lack knowledge about the ways of God. I said this, let me tell you, you know the, the, the amazing thing about all principles in the Bible is executed by the Spirit. The Spirit does not execute any principle in the Bible without knowledge i told you and i'll tell you again if you lack knowledge about a certain principle but you pray for the spirit to come down you are most likely never in your life going to be an experience of that principle he works on the basis of knowledge he doesn't work on the basis of i desire I want, I have, even you need. He doesn't work on the basis of that. You need, but how bad do you need it? Are you willing to go forth and study? Are you willing to go forth to gain knowledge about that principle? Belief plus knowledge equals results not just belief not just knowledge that too I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example it's like if you're making jollof for many of us if you don't know jollof it's, it's orange rice orange rice from Africa if you're making jollof right and you claim to be making jollof, but you don't put the stew in the rice. The stew is in a separate bowl, the rice is in a separate bowl. Those two haven't come into contact. How then do you call it jollof or jollof rice? No, please. How then do you call it jollof or jollof rice? You see, that, that, that is why Christianity, in fact, we should be blessing. <laughs> when you get up, eh, I, I, know, I know life is hard and there are many problems and all of that. But especially, gratitude must be at the top of our lips. Because he says not only good will produce good in your life, bad can produce good. Hey! Under me and under everything I've said, bad can produce good in your life. The ugly can produce good in your life. James 1 verse 2 to 4, he says here, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, he says here, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it all great joy he says consider it all great joy when troubles of any kind and then he said when, when you feel like you, you you can contain what is going on 
or when you feel like this one I think I think I have myself gathered together it says of any kind when you feel like you are dying count it great joy for you know that when faith is tested your endurance has the chance to grow this is this is by far one of the greatest scriptures you can get it's telling you that when your faith is tested in other words let me put let me break it down testing of faith comes by hardship uncomfortability inconvenience he says here when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow The Bible just revealed the principle by letting endurance grow. So endurance can grow. Do you know what that means? It means that your level of endurance is equal to the results you produce. (laughs) You see, Abraham, if you are able to wait 100 years, you can get Isaac. But if you are not able to send Isaac to Mount Moria, it is done for you. You are not father of nations. If you can wait 100 years for a child, but God tells you that send this same child I gave you to Mount Moria and go sacrifice, <laughs> and you don't have the endurance to swallow emotion and to carry your son, your faith has not been tested, and then your endurance doesn't grow. So testing of faith equals the growth of endurance. Your faith being tested equals the growth of endurance. And you see, anyone who can endure has strength. Let me tell you, in case you don't know, do you know what strength is like in this kingdom? Contending for strength is like tug of war. You feel that your enemies are preventing you from praying because you have to break you have, sorry you have to build spiritual capacity. See as much as that is important, it is your strength they are looking for. As much as it's true, it is your strength they are looking for. Contending for strength, tag of war. You have the ability to endure. You are strong. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So maybe in your process of when God is testing your faith, you are needing something. But once you are tested and the process of testing is done, your endurance skyrockets and then you are complete some way, somehow. Says you'll be perfect, needing nothing. Needing nothing 
your necessities vanish. Your necessities don't exist. There is nothing more that should validate your growth or existence. That is it. Endurance. You see, it takes finishing your process period to be complete or to be a finished product. Endurance aids in maximization and fortification of destiny. Endurance aids in maximization and fortification of destiny. Listen, more than desire, desires are only revelatory entities, the Holy Spirit told me. Let me tell you, it is good when you have a desire because it can help you to know the path of destiny. It doesn't help you get there. It doesn't help you get to your destination. It only helps you discover your path. I like to sing. Oh, maybe God is calling you to be a gospel singer. I like to preach. Maybe God is calling you to be an apostle. That's all desire does. Desire doesn't take you to your place, your your destination. No. You see, let me tell you, you can't, if if you were to sit and analyze the number of people that have desired to get to a place alone, you will be pleased. But if you compare that to the individuals that have actually gotten there, you'll be disappointed. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 It says here For I know the plans I have for you Plans to prosper you and not to harm you Plans to give you hope and a future verse 28 and we all know sorry and we know all things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose it says all things inclusive of you not getting into that school inclusive of you not being able to pay your school fees inclusive of you being jobless at this point inclusive of you not even knowing what path of destiny you ought to be on inclusive of you not having a husband right now inclusive of you not knowing what to do with your life because everything around you is burning he says here i bring the word of the lord he says everything for those who love the lord so except you love god and the truth in light everything the equation is everything works out for those who love the lord the good the bad the ugly
And I, I love I love something. It says here, I'm gonna read a scripture to you again and tell you what the Holy Spirit says. And he says here, and we know all things work together for those who love the Lord and are called according. Listen, please, I want I want I want you to hear this well. And are called according to his purpose, not your purpose. Many of us were living our purpose, and let me tell you, you see, the, the, the funny thing is, just because we see men, we see men succeed in a certain dimension or in a certain way, we feel like just because we share the same desires with those people, we have to be succeeding in that way. Let me tell you, I'll say it again, and I always say it, I'm begging you in the name of everything good that relates to God. Don't see any man somewhere and say, oh, I wish I were doing business like this man. I wish I wish I could preach like this person. Listen, the cross is hidden. If you don't see the cross, you won't be able to know that you can't carry it. Do you know what our body parts in this body of Christ. I always say this and I'm giving an example I always I always I always use. Imagine all of us were the nose. There were no ears, there were no eyes, there were no lips, there were no hands, no legs, no knees, no bones. You see, just because someone is doing more in life and you are sitting down in your corner. You've compared. You've analyzed. And you are not doing half as well. Doesn't mean you are failing in life. Let me tell you this. In actuality, you are actually fulfilling purpose. Because not all of us can be the face of God. Some will need to be the fit to give balance. Because without balance, in actuality, the body can't even stand. That's why there are some powerful men and women of God. Nobody knows them. They are there. Praying for this body to stand. So the purpose of God, in the purpose of God, there's relevance. It's not like you're a doctor, but you're in the farm. No, it's that you're in the doctor, you're in the hospital, fulfilling destiny to its fullest. Some of us, that is what it is for us. I told you that when it comes to fulfilling destiny, you don't need to be at a good place. Just be at the right place. So it says here, for those that are called according to what? His purpose. Not my purpose. Not a purpose. His purpose. You see, maximization is only available in Christianity because the opposition founders the version of an individual ready to execute destiny. It doesn't destroy them. When it comes to any other religion and any other society, the body is meant to destroy you. Welcome to Christianity. The religion of Jesus, the one who is to come, everything works out for your good. You can be passing through fire, but he says something. He says, I'll pass through you and make sure you come out alive 
and greater. You see, I hate to break it to you, but sometimes I just sit there and I and I look at how powerful the flesh is, and I'm like, oh my God! Imagine that we, we activated spirituality in us. We would let that prophecy the road come to pass that we are gods. I just want to tell you something I'm just gonna share a story with you and it's and it's the, it's, the, it's the second video on this ministry's page when I traveled to come outside the country and I left Ghana at that time all my friends were going to what we call SHS I left Ghana when I had to write BC, so I went to Germany. I lived in Germany for a while before coming here to Atlanta. I went to Germany and I was supposed to go to school, and I didn't get the chance to go to school there. We did everything that we could do so that I would go to school in Germany. It just didn't work out. It was about seven to eight months I was home. Listen, people stay home worse. So I can I can I can say in, in truth that stay home seven to eight months is not really a big deal. But that seven to eight months was one of the worst periods of my life. People, it was one of the worst periods of my life. I cried every day. I wanted to go back home to Ghana. I wanted to go right BC. I wanted to be in the high school that I wanted to be in. Coming to the US and going to high school here. They said, oh, I had to be repeated. I said, ah, repeated? What are you talking about? Because even in Ghana, I know the Lord has graced me enough. I'm where I need to be. So if, if there's something that I need to do, please let me know. Listen, I tell you, I went back. No, Siri. I tell you this, I went back a year. I Listen, I went back a year, right? I went back a year. I was repeated. Do you know what repeating is? It means you have done one whole year, but you have to go back and do it again. I went back a year. People of God, not me who so. I wasn't even understanding the curriculum. Meaning that if I stayed in my original grade, I would have probably failed it. <laughs> I, st- I stayed in a grade less than me. Whilst all my friends were in high school, me, I was now starting it. Me, I was now starting it. People of God, long story short, I had a lot of struggles. Number one, I was grateful to God for putting me a year back. 
no matter how painful it is, let me tell you this never compare someone's destiny with yours or the parts of people's destiny because the fact that you are playing football doesn't mean someone else is playing football they are two different sports the person is probably playing soccer you are probably playing basketball how then do you compare the results from that game long story short that year me who didn't understand english who teachers loved that because i couldn't even i didn't even know how to operate the touch screen board in class i became one out of 653 that's why when i say that trust out of one 653 students I, i was number one you see that's why i'm telling you that in the place of destiny you don't need to be at a good place no you just need to be at the right place if you can just trust god enough like that i'm not assuring you a a path that will be straight or i'm not assuring you a journey without tears if i told you that i'll be lying to you (laughs) and god will punish me for that a journey without tears there's no such things a journey without struggles without unlearning relearning no welcome to christianity we unlearn we relearn we cry over here I went back a year and I won't want to change anything about that instance. Yes, my friends happened to so go to college before me. Well, yes, but I took something that I will never trade in for anybody or anything. It doesn't come the way that you want. If it came the way that we want, a lot of us would be happy beings. Do whatever you want. That's the world. When you come to this kingdom, you don't do whatever you want. So I went through that experience and it changed my life completely. Because whilst I thought I was failing, which I honestly was, I was on YouTube all over. Everybody was mentioning my name. I was the only female at a whole high school. I was the only female that made it there. And I was the only black. So tell me <laughs> that God doesn't work. See, I, I, bring, I bring to you a path full of tears. And at the end of the day, God is standing at the destination. He's not only standing at the destination, he's walking by you to wait. So that's when, when, when he says that you will pass through fire and not be burnt, you, you can believe him for it. Sleepless nights, failing. I don't know what results I haven't seen in high school. There's another scripture, the second scripture. And when when I saw this scripture, I loved it because the first time I saw this scripture was in 2 Samuel. But I didn't know that even in Kings, God would bring it back. When God told me 
about that scripture. I sat there. God is my witness for almost an hour looking for what that scripture means. Now, I want you to go to 1 Kings 1 verse 5. 1 Kings 1 verse 5. It says here, Now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggai, put him forward and said, I will be king. Listen, I want you to open your ears today. He says, I will be king. So he got chariots, horses ready with 15 men to run ahead of him. If you don't know this, go and check the book of 2 Samuel chapter 15. It said the same thing about Absalom. Precisely, it followed the same pattern of words. And when I found this, I found one of the keys to sustained success. I'm not talking about success that can just be attained. I'm talking about success that can be sustained. You see, according to the Holy Spirit's teachings, there are three, people of God, there are three factors that are responsible for success and exaltation. These three factors were also responsible for the success of Adonijah and Absalom. Wonder why Absalom was so successful in manipulating his father's kingdom and taking it over. Now, you see, these notions exceed just the character of Absalom and Adonijah. These notions incubate an individual's opportunity to be, to, sorry, sorry, to replicate prosperity in their field of strife. These notions exceed just the character of Absalom and Adonijah, but they incubate an individual's opportunity to replicate prosperity in their field of strife. These characters lay the foundation of results in response to desire. These elements are essential for exercising and maintaining dominion in every sphere. Let me tell you, it is very easy. No, in fact, it is not very easy. But it is easier to attain dominion than to sustain it. You know, it is very easy to get to the top. But sitting there and maintaining it in all seasons, sister and brother, it is hard. Don't let anybody lie to you. That is why Saul failed. He didn't fail to sit on the throne. He sat on God's throne. He just failed to sustain his kinship. You see, many times we are very concerned about sitting on the throne. That's why we don't like process. You see, because if you can study the tactics of process, you would have the ability to sustain your kinship. The moment you want to speed up process, I can assure you, I can tell you this without prophecy, that you will not be able to sustain your kinship. Because you see, the important thing about your kinship is not even getting there. It is how you sustain it through thick and thin, through farming, 
and plenty. Jesus for relaying your word today. I always say this. Listen. Many of us are in a hurry to speed up the, 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 the times in our lives and I'm not lying to you. Not even excluding me. There are lots of things I'm like, okay, God, can we just move? Can we just hurry and skip this? But you see, like David, if you skip being the shepherd boy, you miss being the king. You see, he learned to fight for animals before God gave him the keys to the destinies of men. You think God will just give you the keys to the destinies of men because you love him or because you are willing or you desire? No, please. More than that, you will be a shepherd boy. And if you don't take time and you don't learn from being a shepherd, you are most likely not going to be a king. You will not be enthroned. You see, in the midst of you doing your shepherd work, someone will call you from the field and anoint you. He anoints you, but if you study the process of taking care of sheep, you will know how to be a good leader. It says what? After his sheep process, he was in the cave of Adullam, and God brought 400 distressed men in debt and in distress. And God said, train them. How do you start a process of training if you haven't been exposed to it previously? How do you replicate something you haven't been an experience of or you lack knowledge about, both knowledge and experience? So you see, many of you are in, in the sheep phase. Sorry, the shepherd phase. You are shepherds of sheep. Because they don't look that important to you. You are just waiting. God lifts me. And he's saying, if, if I lift you prematurely, I've done you bad. You see, that, those are one of the prayers I pray. Father, don't lift me prematurely. Hey, even though rising feels good. So these elements are essential for exercising and maintaining dominion in every sphere. Any phenomenon that goes before you serves as your representation. The first thing I want to show you from this scripture, it says what? When Adonijah said I will be king, he got chariots. Chariots represent skill. You know why? Because when you do your research about chariots, you would need to have skill to maneuver it. Skill. If you want to attain greatness, but sustain greatness too, you will need skill. A shopping skill, a worked on skill. Not just a skill in its raw state.
the signs of sharpening the signs of sharpening the chariot represents scale your skillful ability it says here do you see a man skillful in his work and it says something i want I, I want i want you to hear what the bible says he will stand before kings well meaning that after sharpening after sharpening your skill you will when it says will please those of us that study english When he says will, those of us that study English, it's not a possibility. If I say I will do something, it's not a possibility, it's I will do it. It is coming to pass. It holds the green card of the future. It is coming to pass. It says he will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. You can be assured that your place is the palace when you sharpen your skill. So number one, Absalom. We say, oh, why did Absalom take over David's kingdom? And he was his son and he had lots of wicked ideas. I agree. But he had skill. He sharpened himself. And we need people like this. People that with discipline and desire plus God can sharpen skill to perfection. Because guess what? You don't sit on the throne when you are not perfected. You don't sit on the throne when you are not perfected. I said it here. You see, that's that's the thing. You see, please may God give us wisdom to appreciate the principle of process. You get to make all the mistakes. If you are David, if you like, stop the sheep. If you like, don't send the sheep to the, the fields to go and do whatever they have to do. You can make mistakes plus God. God is merciful. But you see, when you come to the kingdom like Saul, if you make a mistake, you fall hastily. That is it. They dethrone you quick. God will send someone to come and tell you that is okay. You've done enough. He's seen enough. There is no leisure for making mistakes. So when it comes to destiny and you fulfilling destiny, you must know everything about it before you begin it. That is why Jesus spent 30 years preparing. He needed to know the ins and outs of ministry on earth. You think he wasn't powerful? That was not it. He knew that in his course of doing ministry, there was no, nothing could fail. So perfecting yourself first before you are lifted is, is, is the most important thing. You see, doctors don't have the chance of saying, oh, um, you see, actually, during the process of surgery, I actually forgot something. Oh, let me go back and go and cut the person and take it out again. No, you were supposed to have learned that you don't do that. 
medical school. During your residency, So number one, the chariots represent scale. It says, rest assured, the Bible serves as predictability. It predicts that skillful individuals will be found in the kingdom. You will be found. It's, it's not that it's like you'll be found. No, you will be found in the kingdom. Just sharpen yourself. The signs of sharpening. You see, many individuals have fake, have, 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 have sat upon this principle and have sharpened themselves. And you find them in the kingdom and you are thinking, but God, they don't really worship you like me. They found this. As much as worship is good, worship without sharpening equals zero. It still makes you stay outside the kingdom. It doesn't give you a place in the kingdom. You see, and it says what? He got chariots. And the second thing that it says is he got horses. You see, the horses represent stamina because horses are strong. You see them, they can carry men of eight. You sometimes the people that sit on horses, they are huge. They are weight. A human being can't even carry that person. A horse is carrying it. Horses represent stamina. Number one, if you want to do well in life and you want to sustain destiny's call, you not only attain kinship, but you want to sustain kinship. Number one, skill. Number two, stamina. You have to be strong. See, this, this thing called Christianity is not easy. I've told you, life is hard. Christianity is hard also. I don't know who told you that... When you come into God, the spirit of the living God, yes, can empower you. You will never cry. Ha, it's a lie. Even for anything, you'll be crying more in Christianity than you cry more in the, on earth. It is true. Listen, at least if you're living in the world, you have your way. Do whatever makes you happy. When it comes to God, it doesn't work. Do whatever makes God happy. Your life is not your own. You see, the quality one harbors to pass the reflection of pain. The quality one harbors to pass the reflection of pain. Listen, I'm not saying stamina is easy to replicate. I will be lying. Ah, God is here. I'll be lying if I say stamina is easy to replicate. No. But you see, it is like that secret ingredient. When you don't add it to food, it is tasteless. It is a core ingredient, if not a cornerstone. If you take it out, the equation won't make sense. If you take it out, success and sustaining success is not rest assured. So no matter how difficult it is, 
You will need God to replicate stamina. And I'm telling you, many times, the things that happen in your life is not to make you weak. It actuality is to make you strong. Because you see, the, most, the more a mineral passes through fire, the more it is refined. The more it passes through fire, does not mean the more it is destroyed. No, if not for anything, the, 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 the atmospheres, the fairy atmospheres God has brought to burn you. <laughs> it, it is, it is, it is, it is a season of making. Building you into your best. Capacitating you. That's what we don't know about fire. Romans 5, 3 to 4. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. (laughs) Knowing that sufferings produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. So number one, it is saying that if you lack the ability to endure, you lack the ability to produce character and hope because everything that comes after endurance is character and hope. You see, one way you can sustain stamina or you can even uncover it is by basing your strength in God. Let me tell you, there are things that as a human being, because you are spirit, you can be able to overcome. (laughs) But when the tides begin to rise up and they begin to roar and you see them, some of them you can't overcome. No matter what you do, you'll be too minute. You need an external force. That's why from the very beginning, what should be in your mind is me plus God. You think, oh, you can be strong alone. You see, the last characteristic you need, so we mentioned skill, we mentioned stamina. The last characteristic you need to attain success, to attain greatness, and to sustain it is sounding the shofar. Sounding the shofar. You see, the sounding represents the announcing of presence after the acquisition of dominion. You see, and it's in order. Number one, scale. Number two, stamina. Listen. Having stamina without skill or without the discovery of skill is equal to zero. It's like a process. It has to go in order to bear forth what we call success. Now, so number one skill, number two stamina, number two the sounding of the shofar, announcing after you sharpened yourself the signs of sharpening. After you've sharpened yourself, 
and you've built yourself in endurance and stamina God releases you like Joseph oh 